Hey everybody, welcome back to Screwball, a baseball podcast, your home for everything baseball. I'm your host, Michael Pree, here with my co-host, Frank White. Hey, how's it going? This week, we uh, we're finally reached the last week of the season, and uh, really we're just going to do a recap of the postseason picture uh, and some general news updates uh, regarding some injuries and some, uh, some managerial changes. So let's get right into it with uh, number one. So how does the postseason look going into the final week of the season? The AL is all but locked up as the Mariners are the closest team to the playoffs, and it would take a Herculean effort to leapfrog either the Indians or the Blue Jays at this point. Uh, the NL, on the other hand, is still wide open, as the Brewers and Giants are tied with the Reds for the last wild card spot, and the Phillies are barely hanging on to the seventh spot, uh, consider all, considering all this, and the fact that only two NL teams, as of recording this, have clinched a playoff spot. Now, obviously, by the time this goes, goes live, I'm sure we might see some more clinches um, from teams like the Cubs and... and uh, you know, others, but as of right now, we've only got the Padres and Dodgers are locked in in the NL. So really the AL is, uh, I think there's five teams locked in over there. Um, it's really, the, you know, you kind of know what you're getting as, as long as the seeding kind of stays similar, but the NL is really up for grabs. I mean, who knows by the time that the season's over the, I don't know, the Giants and the Brewers could be the two wild card teams. I don't know, you know, especially with the Phillies uh, having some questions with Harper now. So, I mean, it, it's the NL's, like I've said in the other our other predictions episode um, with the playoffs, the NL's more exciting to me because the AL's, you know, you kind of know what you're getting. It's just what are the games going to look like? So, I I don't know. What are, you, uh, what are you thinking of how we're looking coming into the final stretch here? Well, I think the NL's open still, as you said. The AL's kind of closed mm. uh, unless they do a, some sort of historic collapse. Literally. Um but I think the NL, I think the Reds are, are red hot, and I'm not going to turn away from them now. I thought they were going to be good starting the year. So I think the Reds make a wild card spot. They make the eighth seed. They play the Dodgers. They knock the Dodgers out first round, and we go on about our business. <laughs> Bold. Yeah. I mean, I don't see any other team. I think the Brewers aren't, aren't very good. I don't think the, I don't know how the Giants have got as many wins as they got. I know. Um, I think the Phillies have some talent. Mm-hmm. They are holding the spot, so. Um, I think they'll hang on to something, and I think the Reds, the Reds are red hot right now. Mm-hmm. So they got hot at the right time. So let's see how far they can carry it. But I think they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, we've been talking up the Reds all season. So I mean, they got the pitching core, they got a pretty good bullpen, and they got a good lineup. I, I just don't know why it took them this long to. I guess that's that's the problem with the sixty game season. Is it, sometimes it takes a little little bit of time for them to get off the schneid, you know. But yeah, the I mean, the Brewers and the Giants. Uh, it would be cool if if you saw like a Duke, you know, Duke it out to the end. But um, I don't know if they're really the playoff teams as compared to the Reds and Phillies. They feel like more complete playoff teams to me. So I don't know. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep an eye on all those teams, and um, I, I think you kind of know for the most part your top five, top six NL teams at this point. You know, you really don't have to worry about too many of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, even uh, shout out to the Marlins, by the way. We're not even talking about them. They're like the five or six seed or something, which is insane. All right, number two. Uh, the current Tigers manager, Ron, Ron Gardenhire, has retired, uh, effective immediately, to, quote, focus on his health. Based on his most recent statements regarding uh, retirement, which can be read on ESPN.com, uh, it would seem that Gardenhire saw a regression in health, citing anxiety and stress as the most apparent cause. Uh, he also spoke about his wife, children, and grandchildren, who he would like to spend more time with. Uh, obviously, uh, it goes without saying we wish Mr. Gardenhire the best. He, at this point, is already gone. He announced it, what, I think Saturday? Was the news came out that he was he was gonna? I think it was Saturday, yeah. Yeah, so he he's uh, he's out as a Tigers manager, a legendary uh, manager. He's with the Twins for uh, an insanely long time. I think it was like ten years or eight years or something like that. He was with the Twins, uh, did good things over there. Uh, Tigers, unfortunately, you know, by the time he got there, really weren't um, doing anything. Pretty sure he was there for all the lean years. 
if I'm not mistaken. But an outstanding manager, and um, I think he's only in his 60s, so if he ever did decide to come back, I'm sure there's a spot for him somewhere in the in the MLB. But um, yeah, it's a shame to lose him in the kind of managerial core. There's only 30, ML, you know, 30 jobs you know, for, for an MLB manager, and, and he managed to get one of them pretty consistently. Yeah, uh, he's always been a good manager. <clears throat> he managed the Twins for a long time. You know, that was uh, Morneau and Maurer mm-hmm. and Kubel and Kadir and yeah. Yohan Santana, a bunch of guys, Tori Honor, mm-hmm. uh, Luis Castillo. I mean, they had some good teams. He had yeah. some good players. Mm-hmm. I believe he also beat cancer once earlier in I'm, his... I'm not sure. He might have. I think he did, right? Was it When he was... Doing some sort of front office with the Arizona, wasn't it? You might be right. I'm not. Or bench I'm not... coach for Arizona or something. I think he had some sort of medical illness there too. I okay. believe. I'm not sure though. You know, I'm not, I don't remember exactly, but I think he did mm. have some sort of illness. Mm. Um, but yeah, good manager. I just always remember every time, wherever he was managing, wherever, whatever they played the Yankees, he always got thrown out. <laughs> always got, especially with he the did. Twins. Every game he got thrown out of the game. Mm. So I always remember that. But he's always a good manager, and uh, yeah, he just. Uh, I think he, at his age and, and some stuff going on, uh, he just does, it doesn't seem like he's going to be the guy there to rebuild the Tigers. So I think he was like, why? Not not really, wa- you know, I don't want to say waste his time, but essentially waste his time. Yeah. I think that's where he was at. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a winning team. You go, yeah, you know, I could do this. Mm-hmm. But we're not a winning team. I don't think he feels like he's going to be the rebuilding manager there. So yeah. he's like, you know, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, good luck to him. And I'm sure he'll find some sort of baseball front office or some sort of spot with a franchise, maybe with the Twins or something, just like as a secondary role, sure. advisor or something. Yeah, baseball definitely have him back if if uh, if he wants to come back, and if not, I hope he enjoys retirement and enjoys his wife and his kids and his grandkids and and all that. So good for him, whatever decision he makes from here on. Uh, number three, our old buddy Rob Manfred is in the news again. This is reportedly coming from ESPN.com, specifically Buster only. Rob Manfred has reportedly suggested the expanded playoff format should stay for next year and beyond, uh, while the exact details of what that would look like are still relatively unknown. Uh, the report from ESPN states that they believe the teams would be reduced from 16. That is the consensus. Uh, this obviously caused quite the reaction from Manfred's office, as well as other baseball pundits. So not only reporters were freaking out on this, but reportedly his own team, like Manfred's own circle of, of people, was were... Uh, we're kind of taken aback by his suggestion. Um, obviously, I don't think that he even suggested the 16-team format stay, but I think that 12 was the number 12 was floated around, so you'd have six and six in each league. It would maybe be like a top two teams from each division, or or some I don't know what the format would be with the wild card, maybe four wild card teams, I guess, you know, or three wild card teams. I'm not sure. You know, it, I don't know how I feel about it. I don't like 16. I really don't. Um, it makes sense for this season. So if they brought back 16, I wouldn't be happy, but I'd have to see it in action with 12. I, I would I would rather the playoffs be a little more rare, real good teams to be in the playoffs. Um, but I don't, know, I, I don't know. How do you feel about it? Maybe increase to 10 teams or something? Uh, I think they can uh, – well, 16 teams is terrible. Hmm. So, and Manfred, he just says things, I think, just so people talk about hmm. him or something because he's stupid. <laughs> um, but uh, I think maybe they could do something where maybe they do – you know, an uh, odd number of teams, mm. so that the first, the number one seed gets some sort of buy. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's something they do. So it gives you a, a you know advantage to be the one seed. Maybe there's eleven, you know, maybe eleven teams make it, and you know that one seed gets a buy right straight to the the five game series mm. where they can set the rotation up, they get the days off, whatever, something they could figure something out like that. Mm-hmm. So you do add another team in each in each league, you know, or or they 
you know, they add 12 teams and they just do the top two in each division. No wall card. Be interesting. Yeah, but, you know, anything more than anything more. I don't I, I really don't want more. Than, I would say the most I would really like maybe some sort of 11, like I said, with the one seed, maybe getting a bye. Yeah. I like that idea. But anything more than really, I'd say 12 is the max. But maybe 11, I think, is a, is a decent number. Adds one more team in each division mm-hmm. or each conference, essentially, each league. It keeps one more team you know, in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's where they should go. And, and, you know, be, otherwise you're going to make 16, you might as well just make it, let them all do it mm-hmm. and just do a tournament. That's true. Like a, like a college world series. You get a three game tournament the whole way through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause uh, I misspoke, but uh, right now we have 10 with the two wildcard teams. So if yeah. you increase it to one more, like you said, I wouldn't think there'd be a bad idea. Say the Yankees or the, or the white Sox or, or, or the A's or the Rays or really any of them, those teams in the AL, um, say they have a far and away, they, in a 162 game season, say they win 107 games or something. They deserve a buy for playing right that. to a five game series. Exactly. And that's what you fight for. Cause now every other team has to play a three game series, which you slip up one time, you could, you're out. Mm-hmm. So, um, you're at one seed, you get right to the five game series. You get the, you know, half a week off, mm-hmm. like an all-star break. It's not long. It's like a week off and you get like three, four days off. You mm-hmm. can set your rotation. So you could pitch right up to the deadline, right up to the end of the season. Yeah. You can't be like, well, I don't want to pitch my ace here because mm-hmm. if we do win the one seed, or we don't win the one seed, I got to pitch him. You could just pitch him right up to it. Yeah. All that, you know, fight for that. So um, that would be something, like I said, it would add one more team in each each league. So you yeah. do add. And um, the more teams you add, the less teams are rebuild mm-hmm. is what their theory is. So add one more team in each and give a team a buy and – like every other sport, essentially has a buy except basketball. Mm-hmm. But football is a sport, you know. I mean, football is a buy, so why not? Why not do baseball have a buy? That makes sense to me. It keeps you away from that three-game series. That makes too much sense, though. Is the problem for Rob Manfred? Yeah. It would he probably yeah, he doesn't know nothing. He'd probably do thirteen teams and yeah. increase it the other. You know what I mean? He'll do twenty-two teams. <clears throat> yeah, it makes no sense anywhere. You know, the, you have the friggin' you have the Pirates make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, the Pirates <laughs> in, the, in the World Series somehow. So. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's all just uh, rumor. It's all just, you know, hearsay. Um, there's no official statement from MLB. There's no official release. It's like saying they're going to do a bubble city mm. for the rest of the time for mm. the playoffs. It's like, oh, uh, it's working this year. It's like, well, because it had to. Yeah, exactly. So, they're, he's stupid. <laughs> he's as dumb as he looks. So. <laughs> yeah, he um, he's not making many baseball fans happy, that's for sure. You should just ask the players. It's not hard. Ask mm-hmm. the players what they want. Mm-hmm. Whatever they want, you know, that's 75% of what your decision should be. Mm-hmm. Then it should be like 20% what the fans want. Mm-hmm. And it should be 5%, you know, what his office wants. Mm-hmm. Something like that. For the owners. You yeah. Know. Because the, the the players are who's playing. Mm-hmm. And the fans are who's making you the money. If you yeah. no fans and no money. No one's watching you. No one's coming to watch. No one's buying your memorabilia. Then you're making no money. Yeah. And what's the point? So that's what it should be. Something like that. You know, you can't just be like, well, let's just put every team in the playoffs. Yeah. Because then all the owners are happy. Mm-hmm. Because they're in the playoffs. And yeah. Then they get to sell more tickets in the playoffs or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't mind a, just a one increase. I think that's perfectly reasonable. All right. Move on to number four. Uh, some general injury news, but obviously the big one being, uh, you know, have we seen the last of Justin Verlander? As we previously kind of predicted a few weeks ago when he first got hurt, Verlander is going to undergo Tommy John. Uh, after weeks of attempted rehab from a forearm strain, uh, is obviously out this season and will most likely be out all next season because it's a 12-14 rehab period. 
meaning we may not see Verlander until 2022 or ever again. It's important to note that he'd be 39 at the start of the 2022 season, so um, I'm unsure whether he would still be under contract with the Astros. I don't think he would be, because I think it was, it was a three-year deal, if I'm not mistaken. Well, who knows with options and, and all that stuff, but um, uh, at, I mean, at 39 post, he'd be the, I think he'd be the third pitcher ever at, at this age with a Tommy John surgery or something like that. I've I seen some stat from MLB, from MLB Network. So, uh, you know, obviously Justin Verlander is one of the best. He's going to be a Hall of Famer, one of the better pitchers we've seen in our generation. And, you know, he, he's still good. He's still got talent. But at, at the point at the point of being 39 and coming out of a Tommy Johnson, what more do you have to prove? You know, obviously the guy, you know, kind of Tom Brady syndrome. It's like, well, I can still play. I'll go play. You know, I don't blame him. I don't blame the guy. He's going to have money out there sitting for him. There's going to be people that want him. But, I mean, what more do you have to prove? You know, maybe just, you know. Maybe just say, hey, it was a good career. I got a bunch of strikeouts, a bunch of wins. I got a World Series. I mean, cheat, MVP. Cheat I mean, that. maybe he comes back and shows that he could pitch on a team that doesn't cheat. <laughs> yeah. At 39 years old and his big mouth, um, <laughs> maybe he comes back and is a reliever. Some sort of John Smoltz kind of thing. It's not a bad idea. Come out, pitch an inning or two, be a reliever, be a closer. Yeah. Um, be, who knows? In two years, maybe everyone's having openers. I don't know. Maybe True. he could do some sort of opener. Uh, you know, I don't see his career being over just because you don't want to ever see an injury end someone's career. Mm. So he'll come back. You know, I think maybe a reliever as a bullpen or something. You know, and if he's got the arm still, maybe maybe let him be a starter. But at the very least, you could be a bullpen guy, come out and close some games for a year or two and go on his way. Yeah, give me all you got for an inning or two, you know. <clears throat> I think that's pretty much where he's at. But tough news for him and... Uh, every team seems like that Dusty goes to has bad luck, and it's, pitchers get Tommy John, so that's just the way it goes. Yeah. So, but uh, some other injuries I want to throw out there. Nolan Arenado has shoulder problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so they might shut him down for the year, knowing they're three games out of the wild card spot. So they might shut him down for the year. Uh, Mike Clevenger missed a start. Um, he had, did throw a bullpen, or he's going to throw a bullpen today. So he should be okay, they think, but he did miss a start, so that's something to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Bryce Harper and Jose Iglesias both left the game yesterday. Okay. Um, Jose Iglesias with the Orioles, you know, they're kind of out of it, but still uh, playing really good this year. Um, and, yeah. a, and a, you know, a name everyone kind of recognizes. So he left the game, so it's that's noticeable. And Harper, obviously, in, in the playoff hunt, left yeah. the game, I believe, with back soreness. Yeah, that's big. Walker Bueller's back for the Dodgers. I believe he's pitching today, or he's pitching early this week. Yeah, big for them. Um, DeGrom got pulled from a start, and he's supposed to pitch, I believe, today or tomorrow. Um, so he's he's back. They're still kind of in the hunt there. Um, and the next player, Chad Pinder, he's on the verge of coming back for the A's, who the A's obviously one of the best teams in baseball. But with Chat, Matt Chapman being out for the year, Chad Pinder seems like to be a better, you know, kind of like a bigger uh, player. Um, so him on the way back helps. Yeah, sure. I mean, other than that, you know, there's some other injuries that go around. Like Ken Giles had Tommy John. You know, that's that's a tough break for the Blue Jays and for him. Yeah. Um, just some other minor injuries, you know, some day-to-day guys and stuff like that. But these are some most of the bigger name players and some of the guys who are kind of in the playoff hunt or in the playoffs altogether who are uh, dealing with some injuries. And we talked about the playoff picture already. Um, I think the NL is going to come down too. Um, should should be exciting down the end. Yeah. Uh, I do think the Reds are going to take that last spot. I think the Reds take that last spot. They beat the Dodgers in the first round and they go on their way. But uh, I, I, the next thing I, I really just want to throw out there is uh, – some of the teams that are that are hot right now, mm-hmm. right before the playoffs. We'll start off with the Yankees. They won ten straight. Yep, um, red they, hot. They lost yesterday, so they win ten out of the last eleven. 
Yeah, so. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, the Rays playing well. I believe they're 7-3 over the last 10. Yep. White Sox, I believe they're 7-3 over their last 10. And then you got the Reds. I mean, obviously, they got they get red hot. I think they're 8-2 and two over the last 10. Mm-hmm. Um, they're playing some good baseball, finally. They're putting their pitching together with their hitting, which is a big thing. Um, and the Padres continuously play well. They're one of the two teams who clinched out in the NL. Mm-hmm. Um, some teams not playing good. That includes the Blue Jays. The Yankees ran through them on their hot streak, yeah. and they have not played well since then yeah. or through then. The Indians haven't been playing well for quite a while now. I believe this is twice they're on the cold list in three weeks. So not doing great. Not playing great. You have the Phillies. Mm-hmm. The NL really, there's not too many teams who are playing really good or really bad. You know, mm-hmm. The Padres are higher up. But you get the Phillies kind of muddling. They're like four and six. Mm-hmm. And that's not the worst, but being in a playoff hunt and being only a half game up, they kind of got to play better. Yeah. Rockies another team. I think they're four and six over the last ten. That kind of puts them out. Yeah. You have one team that's just been terrible in the NL. That's the Pirates. I think they're one and nine in their last ten. I mean, they're awful. Yeah, they. they... You you almost you almost want to see a sixty games a hundred sixty two game season this year to see where the Pirates record would be and where the Red Sox record would be. Yeah. Because they're two teams that would would fight fight for the worst record and and might lose one hundred twenty games. Yeah, they Bad are. They are. Yeah. They're rough to watch. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't even recommend watching it. No. No, it's terrible. That's that's pretty much where I'm at with, you know, some teams that are hot and some teams that are cold. Mm-hmm. The one team that's unbelievably ice cold. Yeah, I mean, so. it, you know, it, I don't think there's going to be any surprise here then based on what you were you were telling us with the, who's doing the best right now. Um, like every week, it seems. I don't even know if this has changed through any of the weeks of the season, but the Dodgers on the best record in the league. Uh, they're 38-16, and 704 winning percentage. The Rays leapfrog the White Sox to their best record in the AL the last week. Uh, they're 35-19 and 19 with a 648 winning percentage. But the White Sox uh, just have played one less game. They're 34-19 and 19 with a 642 winning percentage. So they're just that half game uh, out. And Dodgers still on the best run differential in the league with plus 119. And the Pirates sit alone at the bottom with the worst run differential at minus 88. So, and they leave the league in errors. Yeah. Yep. So I think they had 45 errors. Yeah. And that was a couple of days ago. Over the weekend, I think they had 45 errors. So they're not playing good defense. They're not hitting. They're not doing anything. And really, I mean, we were talking about it before the before the we started recording. But they're really on paper. They're not as bad as they're playing. I mean, the uh, re- they don't have a bunch of talent, but they do have some young talent. That's what I mean. I mean, they. I would consider them more like. A, obviously, I would. I would think they have a losing record, but 100 losses. I'd say. Yeah. If you look at their team. They look at about a 100 loss team, just because they're young. Yeah, that's you don't true. Know what you're going to get out of any of these guys. Yeah. And Josh Bell had a great year last year, so you got to think of it. It's going to take a lot, great year again. So mm-hmm. he goes down a little bit. I, I, I've seen them right around at least 100 losses this year. Okay. Eight, something like that. But yeah. I mean, they're on pace for, if they have 162, I mean, they're on pace for 120 losses, which is record breaking. Yeah, that's, yeah. Do they that's look bad. that bad? No. Adam Frazier and Kevin Newman and Brian Reynolds and Josh Bell. Mm-hmm. Brian Hayes coming up. I mean, Cole Tucker. Mm-hmm. No, they don't look like a 120 loss team. No, but around 100 losses, I wouldn't wouldn't shock me. Yeah, but this is bad. That's yeah. I, we, we're going to go back and look at our predictions from early in the year and see where we sat. But uh, I I didn't think I I don't think either of us thought they'd be this bad. You know, yeah, they're not even really competitive. No, if they win a game, it's 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 like wow, like that's that's a miracle. I know they've showcased them on LB Network a few times, and I watched them. And I go, what the. You know, it's just some of the, the like Gregory Polanco's not hitting good, and just some of the guys you think would be hitting good. Uh, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and if they have a lead, they're going to blow it. Then they get a chance to come back, you know, a guy on second with no outs or something to tie the game up, and they get nothing. Mm. 
It's just like you know you know exactly what's gonna happen before it happens because they're just not they're not good. That's just where they're at, though. Yeah, but you know you never know. They could have a bright future in the. I don't know what their prospect pool looks like. Uh, you know, obviously some, that guy. Yeah, they got some. They got some prospects, so we'll see. I think they're gonna be well, but you know they they ruined their team with uh, Chris Archer trade. I was just gonna say that was probably the worst trade. You know, one of the worst trades I've ever seen. Mm. And you know, if you gave me top ten worst trades, you know. You'd put probably the Babe Ruth trade on there for for the obvious reasons, and you'd probably have that pirate trade on there. Yeah, that's how bad it is. Sure. I mean, you got rid of Austin Meadows, Tyler Glass now, for Archer, who's who's had like a six year race since he's been there. And yeah, he hasn't. He's, been, he's not a really good pitcher when he wasn't there. No. Yeah, you figure he was going to be a well, probably a one guy for the Pirates, but really, you know, after their their uh, prospects came up, really a two or three guy, I mean, and he, at, he's not even that. Look at that team. Look mm-hmm. at the names guys we just named: Add Glass now, Add Meadows, and then you have Polanco, Bell. Kevin Newman, Brian Reynolds, mm-hmm. Adam Frazier, Brian Hayes, Cole Tucker, Trevor Williams, yeah, uh, James Italian, yeah. You know, you had the you issue with Felipe Vasquez. You kept trying to trade him. Well, not trying to trade him. Not trying to trade him. Not trying to trade him. Something happened. So you kind of missed that out. And he had his issues, so you don't have him. I mean, you don't trade him. I mean, you don't trade those for Archer. I mean, you got an unbelievable team. Yeah. You're probably, you're you're probably in a, in, a, in a hunt right now. Yeah. Because those two guys really make a difference. Yeah. Especially because the whole Central is in the hunt, really. The whole NL Central is in the hunt, so what the hell? Yeah. (laughs) They really, Colin Moran even, a nice player to have. Yeah. They they have a decent, they they really, that trade's terrible. It just set them back a a ways. It set them back like five years. Three, I would say at least three years. I'm saying three to five years it set them back winning Mm -hmm. to becoming a competitive winning playoff bound team. Well, we'll see what happens with them. Um, It sucks they didn't have this season. Nowhere near the season they wanted. So, uh, we'll oh. see what happens to them in the future. Yeah. So, you want to move on to who's hot and who's not? Talk about some of the hot, cold players of the week? Sure. You go ahead and start us off with some of the guys you got. All right. So, uh, I mean, there was a kind of a lot of guys that I saw that were hitting in the 300s, 400s. And it's kind of hard to pick all the guys to put on the hot list. There weren't as many cold guys, but the guys that were cold were cold. So, it was kind of easy picks there. Uh, so, number one guy I got on my who's hot list is Lourdes Gurriel Jr., uh, kind of been hitting good really all season. He's just a great player. Uh, kind of, it's, you know, we've gotten to watch him. Obviously, the Yankees playing the Blue Jays ten times. So, uh, but he batted 407 in the last week, uh, 407 on base uh, with a 1.222 OPS. So he had a good week. Uh, Luke Voigt just continues his uh, hot streak. Really, his whole year has been a hot streak, except for maybe a week or two. Um, he's batting 385 on the week with five homers and 12 RBIs. Uh, he's still currently the home run leader in the AL. And number three, uh, his buddy. DJ LeMahieu, our oh. our friend and yours. <laughs> of course. Uh, he won Player of the Week. He batted 423 over the last week, the 516 on base, and a 1.555 OPS. I mean, he just he doesn't stop. He just doesn't stop. Oh. Like <laughs> he's unbelievable. Number four is Jose Ramirez. A little back on the back on the hot streak here. Uh, batted 423 over the last week with a 423 on base and a 1385 OPS. I believe he had two home runs yesterday. Yeah. Yep. He did. Uh, so good for him, Jose Ramirez, one of those hot and cold players. So good to see that he's on the on kind of the right side of the of the ball right now. Sure. And for number five, Jose Abreu, another guy that's just been good all year. He's just been super solid. Um, the MVP debate. Yeah, for sure. I would. I mean, I'd have to look at stats as the year finishes, but he'd probably get my vote. Well, no, you're voting for Luke Voigt. I'm voting for Luke Voigt. But I mean, come on, Jose Abreu is is awesome, and Lemayu. So, yeah. um, uh, and Trout. I mean, come on, it's, it's Trout. <laughs> I mean, Rendon's had a good year. So, that's true. 
but no, I think uh, Voight and, and Abreu's, I mean, Abreu's got to. Yeah. Abreu's for... got to be in there, but I think the way, I don't know. I don't know what they'll do, so I'm not going to get in. Maybe we'll do an episode, maybe a part of it next week. But, yeah. Yeah, well, um, we'll have to see how the stats finish out. It's still you still got a week. I mean, these guys could not get hit the rest of the week, you never, which they're not, but you never know. Yeah. Um, all right, Jose Abreu batted 462 in the week, the 517 on base and a 1402 OPS. So just a fantastic week. Uh, I'm sure he just hit the cover off the ball too. I seen him in a home run that was just, it barely left the ground and it got out. It's just some just stuff like that. You see him, it's like <laughs> it's like what the hell? Another guy is oh ho, you know oh ho hum. Yeah. Oh yeah. You don't even hear from him really. No. You know. Uh, so those are my five hot guys. All hit really good this week. Yeah. So a few that I want to throw out there. Another guy that we uh, always uh, talk about for some uh, reasons beyond us talking, you know, a story we have um, is Cole Calhoun, mm-hmm. uh, big goofball, uh, great defender, but he batted over 400. We played a week this week. Yeah, uh, Travis Darno for the Braves mm-hmm. um, had a good week. Salvador Perez again on the list. I think he batted 500 this past week. Wow. Um, and Brandon Nimmo. Turning mm-hmm. around, he was struggling for quite a while this year, but he's uh, I think he batted like 360, 380, okay. somewhere in that area over his last seven. But yeah, so there's a few guys there who, um, you know, hit the ball, hit the ball pretty well. And I, I always throw a couple pitchers on as well. Um, Antonio Senzatella for the Rockies, mm-hmm. uh, I think he had like a 1.15 ERA or something over his last 15 innings. Mm-hmm. Dilson Lamette. Yeah, pitching great. Liked him, really always liked him. Talked about him before the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a, you know, what a really good pitcher there. Another one that we uh, kind of liked, or I like at least, uh, Sandy Alcantara mm-hmm. <clears throat> for the Marlins, pitching well. Yeah. Um, big part of why the Marlins are, are playing playing pretty good this year. The next guy is Jose Barrios, or mm-hmm. Barrios, however you know you really want to pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Pitching very well. I believe I don't, I don't think he gave a run in his last start or two starts. Okay. And uh, Corbin Burns for the Brewers. Another mm-hmm. guy who really came out of it. Kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. I believe he had a terrible year right last year. I'm not the guy, sure. I believe he had a terrible year. He got sent down, and then this year he's pitching like almost in Cy Young race. I know, yeah, he's been pitching good this I year. Think I, I believe that was him, but um, yeah, he's been pitching really well. Yeah, so, good. I mean, so that's guys. sign of uh, the Brewers are kind of making their way up, and some of those other teams, you know. So it makes sense, you know, that that the Brewers are kind of staying afloat because really the Brewers, I always felt, kind of needed the pitching. They kind of always had some sort of offense, so it kind of makes sense. You got a guy like that pitching his ass off, so. All right, cool. Uh, just a quick aside, go back to Darno. I mean, there's a guy that, when he came over to the Mets, was like the next big thing. I mean, he was a higher prospect than Gary Sanchez, and he comes over with Noah Syndergaard. I believe he was even higher than Syndergaard. He I was. Think he, he was the. He was the, one, the blue, kind of the blue chip. He was the one, I think, and then Syndergaard, I think, was the two. Yeah, they both were good. Don't get me wrong; they're both high up. Oh yeah, yeah. I believe Darno was the number one. I think you're and right. Syndergaard was more of the second, like one B, and he was one A. Yeah, I, I think you're right because I remember seeing that trade and knowing Travis Darno as opposed to Syndergaard. Yeah, and he just doesn't. He, he couldn't throw nobody out for the Mets. No, the Mets pitching didn't help. But mm-hmm. that one year they went to the World Series, you didn't throw a guy out from like June to the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. They never threw a guy out of second base, stealing. Yeah, and it always hurt. Yeah, that's yeah. That's just part of the Mets. Mm-hmm. And he left the Mets to play with the Rays and was batting 300 and plays with the Braves and he's batting 300. That's how I was, That's the point I wanted to bring up. It's just something in the water. But with I think the Mets. he I just can't play full time. He can't quite be that. Like he does start in catcher. He's going to mm-hmm. get all the at bats. Maybe he gets three quarters of the at bats. Mm-hmm. But he can't be all the at bats because he does struggle and he will get hurt. Yeah. It's right. like a backup, you know, like, like, like Romine with the Yankees. Mm-hmm. You play him for three, four days, fine. Hmm. He's your starter for two, three weeks. You see why he's a backup. Yeah, that's what they always said last year. I always bring the, you know it's a good it's a good example to see. 
But he's kind of like that where it's like you can start him most of the time, but you don't want to start him all the time because he will get hurt or you'll see his his struggles. Yeah. If you kind of start him more sparingly, you know, three quarters of the time, sixty, you know, sixty five percent, seventy percent of the time, you'll get more out of him. Yeah, that makes sense because uh, you definitely see that with uh, with the production out of the catching spot for the Braves. So it makes sense. Well, why don't we move on to the cold players, the not players for the week? Uh, number one guy I got is Andrew McCutcheon. Uh, again, I believe on the cold list. I believe he was on it last week uh, after having a red hot week. So he batted 129 last week, the 270 on base, 593 OPS. Uh, so not ideal for the Phillies who are kind of trying to vie for that last or one of the last wild card spots. Uh, number two is Brad Miller, uh, batted 138 over last week, the 265 on base, 541 OPS. I believe he's still got a, a ton of home runs this year, Brad Miller. I'm pretty sure he has like the Cardinals. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's got like uh, I don't know 14 if I had to guess. I, I don't know 12 something like that. Really. Tyler O'Neill's number three, uh, batted 148 over last week, 226 on base, 633 OPS, which actually is the highest average out of these cold players, which is funny. Number four is Mark Kanya. Uh, for the A's, batted 120 in the last week, 214 on base, so 454 OPS. Really, it seems like the A's players just, they keep winning, but it seems like when you look at their stats, there's just, they just get the hits when they need them, it seems. It's the A's. Uh, yeah. uh, and the last guy who actually has been really, kind of been having a good year, surprisingly, are the Orioles, DJ Stewart. Um, had a 120 average, 267 on base, a 547 OPS last week. But, uh, you know, DJ Stewart, a guy, uh, I don't even know if we've talked about him much on the show, but he's actually... You know he's done pretty good over the over the course of the year. I believe he started ice cold, but he's kind of he's kind of come out of that and kind of a big reason the Orioles were kind of somewhat in the hunt yeah. for a lot of the year. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, the few guys I want to want to mention, uh, I wanted to bring up a few guys, uh, some bigger name guys, just because you don't really expect to see him on these lists. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, my number one guy is Kyle Lewis. Mm-hmm. Struggling, believe he's bat under two hundred, probably rookie of the year in the AL. Right, got to be either one or one or two. Yeah, not voting. Got to be. Michael Conforto. He was playing great all year. He's been cold recently. Mm. Fernando Tatis had a slow week. Uh, Ronald mm. Acuna, another huge superstar, had a slow week. Yeah. And another one, Francisco Lindor, another another guy with a slow week. Mm-hmm. So those are some real big names. This one's Roger, who guys who you'd expect, you know, maybe their worst weeks are in the low two hundreds, not you know two hundred or you know one seventy. You mm-hmm. know, like oh, they had a bad week, bad two twenty five. Like oh, that's not too bad. Yeah, it's if that's the cold, if that's what your cold week is, you can live with it. Because your you hot know? week's gonna be four fifty, or your your month's gonna be four hundred. Yeah, so. and in the, maybe in the example of Tatis, the rest of the lineup's hot. So what does it matter? You yeah. know, they can pick you up while you're. Yeah, or he's gonna play great defense, or still gonna get on base and steal base when he, you know, once you know, if he's on base, he's stealing or something crazy like that. Yeah, sure. Um, some pitchers not pitching well. Um, Madison Bumgarner, he recently came off of the injury list, mm-hmm. um, not pitching great at all. Um, Debbie Garcia. Got smacked around his last start. Yeah, against the Red Sox. Yeah, yeah. Aaron Nola. So the Phillies are trending the wrong way. Yeah. Record He's... not going great. A couple of guys, one got hurt. A couple of guys not playing well. So that's something to keep an eye on. Yeah. Josh Hader. I believe he had a five-year array over his last seven games. Mm-hmm. Or seven, over the last seven days. Mm-hmm. I think it was like his last three outings. I think he has like over five-year array. Mm-hmm. Um, and Seth Lugo got really beat up. Mm-hmm. Trying to kind of be like a... Like almost like a not really an opener, but like a short starter with the Mets. Yeah, uh, I believe he get like six runs, one star, and he three runs, another start. So he's not really pitching great for the Mets. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some pitchers there. I just want to note, you know, say that they're not pitching great. Yep. Because some of these numbers, if you go look at them, they're over the last seven seven days and over the last two starts or so, not been great. Yeah, they, like we always say every week, you can kind of see the trends. You know, you see a lot of Phillies players all of a sudden cold or hurt, or and you see them kind of go in the wrong direction. So it makes sense, you know. 
So, um, some other news I just want to throw out there before we, you know, go to our trivia question, as always. Um, I believe the Brewers had one COVID, positive COVID test at their alternate site. No, nobody else. I believe it was one player. It might even just been a staffer, but it was only one. So, that's good. We haven't really heard much in the COVID front, which yeah. is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but next thing I want to throw out there, Pujols did pass Willie Mays. Yep, the sure day. did. He had two home runs. 661 and 662 mm-hmm. um, that actually gave him fifth place on mm-hmm. the all-time home run list and it also gave him his 60th multi-home run game I believe he makes him the eighth player to have 60 or wow. more or all this Chapman's appeal for throwing the ball over I don't even remember the, the guy's name uh, Brousseau Brousseau yeah uh, for the Rays um, it was a three game suspension They he appealed it it took a long time the reasons were apparently they can't get the, the people who they needed to get together yeah. in a short time Yep. Um, probably because of COVID and some other travel issues. Mm-hmm. So that's pushed off till next year. Yeah. It's a little weird. Um, and the last piece of news here I just want to throw out there, which is I thought was just weird, was the Nationals. They have the same record they did last year at this time just... through these amount of games. They were 19-31 and 31 last year. I believe they're 19-30, and 30, so they're one loss off. They'll probably lose tonight and just be the same record. But So they're about the exact same spot they were last year. So it just tells you how 60 games really throws it off because last year they were terrible and then they won the World Series. Yeah. And there's no uh, terrible and then win the World Series. It's just terrible this year. There's no yeah. time for win the World Series part. Yeah, you go from being at this point and then going on to win the World Series to being this bad and be just finishing in the basement. It's yeah. it. So That's so crazy how, how things work. So I just want to throw that out there as a little side note. Yeah. That's cool. Not cool for Nat fans, but, you know, yeah. cool for well, baseball. Well, he just won a World Series, so yeah. they'll be like, oh, we could be bad again for a little while. We'll mm-hmm. be fine. Yeah. Yeah, so let's get to the trivia question. Sure. So this one, you know, I didn't really know where to go. Usually I try, you know, keeping it somewhat relatable to the season or what happened recently or something. Mm-hmm. So this one I just kind of pulled out anywhere, and that is, what is the most innings pitched in one game by one player? Mm-hmm. I and had that, no idea. Yeah, and that is 26 innings. 26 innings pitched in one game by one player. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing about it, it was May May 1st, 1920. Mm-hmm. Not like 1890 where you really, really kind of expect there, like 1906 or something. That's what I thought. 1920, which is still still makes sense. But, you know, you're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Not like 1906 where they were throwing like 510 innings a year. Yeah. But it was just weird because on May 1st, 1920... The pitchers were Leon Cadore or Cador mm-hmm. versus Joe Oshigayer, Oshigayer, mm-hmm. whatever Oshigayer, mm-hmm. some weird name. Cadore pitched for the the Robins, which are now the Dodgers, mm-hmm. and good old Joe, did you leave, it, did you leave his name that mm-hmm. pitched for the Boston Braves. They pitched twenty six innings each against each other. It's insane. So the both they have the record. They tied the record with each other. So the the Two pitchers who did it did it against each other. Anything you can do, I can do better. Yeah. And the <laughs> game was called before the 27th inning for a tie because yeah. of, I believe, it was darkness. It was Yeah, I was going to say it was probably because they didn't have lights. I don't I think a lot of the stadiums had lights back then, so they are probably like, hey, we can't see. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, hey, your arm is li- – it's off. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally tying your shoe without bending down. It's so long right I, now. I'd like, to, I'd like to see their pitch count for that game, each of them. Yeah. I mean, how many pitches could have been thrown in – 26 innings times they only had two. seven strikeouts in each. So, yeah, a lot of contact. Or walk, who knows how many walks? Did they have walks? I mean, I, I didn't see that, but. They probably walked like 10 people. At the point, so. they were probably just throwing right down the middle. Like, yeah. Go ahead. 
Yeah, go ahead. I'm done. So, but yeah, they both pitched 26 innings each. So that's the record, 26 innings, and those are the two pitchers. Yeah, I again, one of those questions where I started guessing. I was like, do I know them? And you were like, no. Yeah. So <laughs> I stopped guessing. Imagine pitching 26 innings, mm-hmm. and the other guy pitches 26 innings. Yeah. You hold the record, and you didn't even get a win. Yeah. <laughs> or you didn't even get a decision. Mm-hmm. You didn't even get a loss. Yeah. You just, you just, you, like it never happened. You, you didn't help your team at all. Yeah. You guys <laughs> split a win, essentially. I think there's a... So you blew your arm out yeah. forever, and you did nothing. That's, that's, if you really want to break it down, that's essentially what happened. Yeah. 26 innings, and you're like, wow, thanks, you got us half a win and half a loss. Yeah, thanks, guy. Yeah, you really, uh, you know, pitched the lights out there. Yeah. Actually pitched the lights out, because the light went out. Yeah. And they were like, you got to go home. Yeah, we, we've got to reconvene. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think that that reminds me of a, I can't remember the players or the circumstances, but I think there was a story where a guy threw or had a perfect game or a no hitter going into like the 12th or 11th, 12th, 13th or something. And he, and he, he gave up the no hitter by giving up a home run or he gave up a run and they lost the game or something like that. It's like, how much more do you want from me? How much more do you want guy? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on guys, give me one run. One. I believe there was a game Cy Young did something where he pitched like 19 innings mm-hmm. and they won one nothing and he he scored the run. Like he had an RBI or he hit a home run or something like that. And I believe it was a, a story uh, along those lines. But that that's, I mean, you just pitch and pitch and pitch, and that's just what you did. You never came out. There was yeah. no bullpen. Yeah, and I think the the bullpen pitchers, if I'm not mistaken, uh, were kind of like guys that were just relegated to like you didn't want to be part of the bullpen because you were kind of the the like the bastard children of the of the pitching core. Like, you, you weren't good enough to be in the starting rotation. Kind of that thing. You know, because closers weren't a thing. It was, yeah. you pitched until your arm fell off, you know? Yeah, right here. <laughs> Literally. 1920, these guys pitched 26 innings each. Yeah. And they got nowhere. The live crowd saw it. <laughs> yeah, and they tied. But, you know, you go to the game, watch the game. Yeah. Who won? You were there all day. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody won. Nobody won. It was a tie. Yeah. Wasted my money. Wasted yeah. my time. Wasted my time. Yeah, I was there at 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock start, and you ended at 8 o'clock because of the sun. Yeah. The sun's like, I'm going home. Like, we got to pack it up. <laughs> you get nowhere. It's awesome. And then they probably, you know, came out the next day and played. And then probably a day after that, they probably pitched again. Yeah. Probably. Against each other. Yeah. By a series. They probably pitched game one and game three. They're like, please, let's go, like, maybe 10 this yeah. time? Like, 12 innings? Yeah. 13, not 26? Yeah, let's maybe at least do half. Winner? Yeah. I don't Jesus, know. let's play three. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's finish one. <laughs> it's crazy. So, just a di- completely different game. A completely different game. It's two different games. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's how baseball was. It's literally two different, completely different games. Yeah. From about, like, I don't know, 50, 55, 60 for anything before that was there's like a split there you can kind of see it got a gray area where it's kind of like old school and newer but right around the 50s area it was it's just two completely different games oh yeah you just pitched every day blew your arm out and now you pitch three pitches and they're like you're you pitched the best ever yeah so just crazy that, that's why there's so many records like Cy Young's record though that's never be broken no you just can't it, it won't ever happen no you know you could say that with certainty yeah you know it'll take three pitchers You'd be lucky, lucky to get three pitchers at 511 wins. Yeah, you're right. Get 383 losses. <laughs> lucky to get that many losses out of pitchers Lucky anymore, to get that you know? many starts. Yeah, it's true. Starts 380 times, you're like, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, we'll take them. Yeah. So, that's it. That's a trivia question. Cool. All right, well, uh, that's all I got for this week. So, is there anything else you want to bring up or anything you want to mention going into the last week? 
just uh, keep an eye on the stats for some, you know, some awards, MVP and stuff like that. Um, that should be a pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, NL. Yeah. I think it gets a little wild here. And, um, you know, we'll see about these three-game series yeah, coming up. But, uh, you know, the season could change here in one week. And I think mostly we're looking at the NL and uh, really the awards coming mm-hmm. up. I think that's pretty much where we're at. Yeah. And uh, the only thing other than that is uh, since today's Monday, Raiders are playing. Mm-hmm. So go Raiders. They better beat the Saints. But, uh, yeah, the Raiders playing the Saints. First game in Vegas. Yeah, that's true. So, Forgot about that. Yep, nobody's going to be there. I saw that stadium. I went to Vegas uh, before the whole COVID thing, um, and I saw a state. It's intimidating. Even if it was, it wasn't quite quite complete yet. But it's all black and yeah. it's, it's uh, the whatever from Star Wars they call it. Oh, the Death the, the Death Star. I was gonna say the Death Star. Yeah. yeah. So that's where it's at. No fans, but uh, yeah, their first game in Vegas. So that's my team. So we'll be rooting for them. They'll be coming on here in an hour or so. So hopefully they win. So yeah, that's pretty much it though. Cool. All right. Well. We're going to go and watch some baseball and then, you know, watch some football and kind of uh, relax. So that's all we got for this week. Uh, Until next week, you can uh, listen to this podcast on Spotify and Google Podcasts as well as Apple Podcasts. You can listen to this on a regularly updated YouTube channel as well as our website, screwball.podbean.com. You can follow me on Twitter at RealMikeLapree. You can follow me on Instagram at MikeLapree. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at FDubs10. You can follow our official Screwball Twitter at ScrewballPod. You can follow our official Screwball Facebook at ScrewballPod. No E and Screw. And that's it from us, guys. We'll see you next week. Yep. Take care.